0: Hello and welcome to what I'm calling Season 4 of For Christ's Sake, Anakin. I'm your host, Matthew Neugebauer, coming to you live to air here in suburban Toronto, Ontario, Canada, where it's been sunny, It's not been not too cold the last few days. It's January 9th, 2021. Yeah, if you're listening, you made it through 2020. I made it through 2020. Glad to have taken a nice break. Yes, there was... Uh, uh, an attempted violent consolidation of that republic to the south of us that happened this week. I will have thoughts on that uh, one day. We'll see. <laughs> um, but first, we're tonight. We're just going to kick off this this year, 2021, on for Christ's sake, Anakin. And you're immediately going to notice. You've already noticed uh, a big change. You have come to the right place if you've listened to FCSA before. Introducing the, the new intro music. Gone away with that annoying clunk of the lightsaber, the Foley, which is a fun little thing I did before, but I realized it was probably kind of off-putting. I wondered about that. Anyway, uh, what we have now to introduce Season 4 into talking mostly about The High Republic, and that as my focus shifts to that, we have, of course, the... Uh, Guardians of the Wills Suite from, in some places, tragically underrated Rogue One soundtrack by Michael Giacchino. Recommended to me, credit where credit's due, by all-around good guy, great professional musician, deep, deep thinker, and uh, you now you can definitely add uh, podcast intro music expert, Din, my buddy Din. He uh, of F105 F- Music and The Souls, uh, hopefully, get him on sometime this year. Uh, I, it was a great pick. I know it's not, you know, the Gardens of the Wills themselves, and Rogue One is not set during the High Republic, but uh, it, the whole ethereal and solemn and grand sense, especially when the choir comes in, but with the little jazzy, glitzy uh, bit to it with, with, with Cherit's theme bringing in there. If it really evokes, I think, well, what, you know, it fits with what I think the High Republic is about in both its glitz and its grandeur and its mystical, mysterious, force-sensitive, I know the Guardians aren't necessarily force-sensitive, but force-attuned, deep wisdom that we see with with Chirrut, especially in Rogue One, we hopefully see with the Jedi in the High Republic and hey, I, I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think it sense reason that the Guardians of the Wills are around during the High Republic. We know Jeddah is an important temple. It's still standing by the time of the High Republic. It certainly predates it. I'll be curious to see if those statues are up or not. Uh, probably not. They'll kind of dusted over. But anyway, um, great to kick this off with that. Uh, that theme and that that music and uh, just it, just listening to it over and over again and hearing where uh, I would cut in. I got, started to get excited for what this season has to offer. Uh, I am joined, of course by R2. I'm gonna keep that gag going. why not? It's kind of gotta have a little bit of fun here In all the seriousness because hey, Star Wars has its fun moments, has its enjoyment. I do want to give a bit of thought, I, I, I was thinking maybe doing a full episode, but uh, I'm trying to find time in, in the week and the day to to do that, but give a thought about the uh, the High Republic event uh, this past Monday, again, events, world events in the last week have kind of clouded, not clouded, uh, taken center stage in our minds and our hearts, and especially to our our. Our siblings in the United States, we continue to be with you and pray for you and not just thoughts and prayers, hopefully action too, (laughs) Um, and action inspired by prayer. But I do want to comment a bit on the High Republic because of course I have thoughts and the main thrust of it in light of that, that announcement that YouTube, uh, 50 minute YouTube you can find on the Star Wars YouTube channel and I will, I'll link that if you haven't seen it already. A few things, just on the newsy side of it, the internal politics at Lucasfilm. It was great to see Kathleen Kennedy come out and announce it, uh, or introduce it rather. We expected her to come out on Investor Day. Uh, you know, it, it isn't surprising that she came out and said hi to everyone on the, on this YouTube video, but it does send a great message that books publishing this high republic initiative. Uh, era that they're launching does have the attention of the top top echelons of of Lucasfilm there used to be a bit of a question I'll be honest a bit of a question during the making of of that third trilogy you know Kathleen Kennedy I'm not at all one of those boot Kennedy out I think she she did incredible and did the best she could under very difficult and unfamiliar circumstances she, her focus was on, on the, on those movies, on those films. There's a question of, uh, was she as invested in her own work of coordinating and bringing the Star Wars galaxy together, all of Lucasfilm's endeavors? Uh, yeah. what was, she, did he, she have much, enough of her eye on the, the publishing and its contributions to Canon and its connectivity? Um, I, again, I, I think a lot of that is J.J. J. Abrams going off in his own direction, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, yeah, Again, going back to, the, to this past week, it was wonderful to see just how front and center the, okay. these books and comics are, kids' books too, kids' comics, all ages' comics, are to what Lucasfilm is doing and the fact that they're giving this, it feels like they're giving this the attention of a film trilogy, which gets to my next point is the three eras. Uh, I, I try to pull it up and try to remember. I mean, The Light of the Jedi, Quest of the Jedi, and Trials of the Jedi. Very intriguing. Uh, very interesting to see a Jedi focus. Um, that it, it is primarily their journey, and uh, they could have minimized that aspect of it. They have, I mean, they teased with Project Luminous, the the, the quote from Obi-Wan in, in A New Hope, for a thousand generations, the Jedi were peace and guardians, uh, guardians of justice and peace in the galaxy. So we we knew that was coming. What's interesting in my question that I had before, and if you go back, I have an episode, you can hear the old intro, I have an episode on, what I was hoping to see, what I'm hoping to see from the high Republic and how I really do want to see Jedi Christendom. I want to see Jedi integrated in taking leadership roles in galactic society because of people's faith in the force and faith in the essential goodness of the Jedi following the light. And the things we've already seen, we're always starting to see that I don't have my copy of Light of the Jedi in yet, but thankfully, I mean, I've, uh, I go from an, to an, an indie book supplier and they're, I have all the time in the world for them, uh, patient with them. But I, I, of course have the first eight chapters that were released online. And so I've reread rereading those and we're already seeing the way Jedi come and, and lead the, uh, this relief effort on Hetzel and the Hetzel system. Um, and they're trusted and they're they're liked and they do some kind of have some weird connection to the universe but people generally trust that too is what it seems so i'm actually satisfied already with that what i'm curious now to see and i've reconciled myself to see okay are they going to show the decline a little bit is this going to are they going to show the story of How the High Republic and the Jedi are so loved, beloved, and trusted, and then uh, by the end of of this story, we you know when we get to the first trilogy in the late Republic, there's skepticism. There's Yoda says the Shroud of the Dark Side has fallen; they can be taken in and fight this Clone War, (laughs) and of course, the whole galaxy can turn on them, and and cheer with thunderous applause as the order is purged and they believe that they're going to actually stage a coup at all that that's actually considered plausible and um, likely and so enter Darth Sidious and come to save the day uh, here is actually what's interesting is what gets me interested in seeing the decline is, is this two things that Charles Soule talked about two things he talked about, but then also another th- thought I had that some other friends on, on Facebook and whatnot have mentioned about what it is about the height of the High Republic, what makes it such a High Republic. And uh, Charles Soule talked about um, Camelot. And what he said was it wasn't just Camelot of Arthurian times, but Camelot of the Kennedy era. And that's really fascinating Specifically, because yes, it was a time of innovation and aspiration. We're going to go to the moon. We're going to have, uh, you know, the Peace Corps and all these, you know, the interstate highway system and uh, this optimism about progress in peacetime. And you have Kennedy. And you have Chancellor Lina So we know George Lucas explicitly. Modeled Palpatine off of Nixon, and then of course off of Bush, and then the parallels to Trump are pretty easy. Um, that's you know the funny thing is, you know, Star Wars is really at least the 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 Skywalker saga is about decline and redemption, is about corruption and redemption. And so Charles Soule saying that he's mod- his his influence that. Yeah, the sorry, the Camelot era of the Kennedy administration is his influence. That to me is actually a clue that it is going to go south eventually. And I've reconciled myself to that. And here's why is, um, again, I'm satisfied with what we've already seen about the Jedi and people trusting the Jedi. Um, if you've followed any bit of this podcast... You know how much I love that first trilogy, and how much, how rich and meaningful it is, for what I consider you know in the 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 Star Wars saga, the Star Wars universe, the Skywalker saga, in its connections to the Christian faith and what it means to be a a Christian in at the end of Christendom and after Christendom. What this means to me then is that the High Republic. I'm going to break up this funny word. The High Republic is a prequel proper to the Skywalker saga, right? It is saying where things came from and how we got to where we are. That is what a prequel really does, right? We have the main, the main story spread out. It starts with the Force saying, Anakin Skywalker, got to bring balance. The Sith are too powerful. The Jedi are too corrupt and fearful of themselves and are, are, you know, are, are fallen to the dark side. And we need Anakin to, uh, you know, to, to bring balance to the force, but even then needs to go through the Clone Wars and Darth Vader and the Empire (laughs) and all that. So yeah, how we got there And, uh, and what's again, fascinating and thinking about, Lucas and the connection to the Nixon era and with Nixon really was the first time where the the veneer of the presidency was broken with Watergate. Uh, I remember just in my American politics class here here in Canada talking about how with Kennedy there was this great sense that the presidency was the, this one utterly dignified office. That is at the service of the people, and with Nixon, it's the first time. With Watergate, he, he's the first one to get caught. Where, where it's it's not, <laughs> and um, you know you have a president openly admitting to to spying on the opposite party, and the corruption that had festered already. So Star Wars is primarily about that. That's the thing. Star Trek is primarily about the Nixon, or about the Kennedy era. It was birthed in that optimism. And this is a bit of a sidebar discovery. Picard, I feel like I've come back to that. And that's the story that Star Trek tells. But the story that Star Wars tells is um, what is actually worth dying for? What is worth living for? Is it a government Right, okay, yes, I, I am getting into my thoughts on this insurrection this past week. Is it a government or is it our, the, the, our neighbors in front of us? Is it the values and the loves and the cares that God gives us that the force calls us to? So that, that's another, th- that's, uh, that's uh, one aspect, the political aspect. I guess a related political aspect that was concerning, this is a vibe that was concerning, there's this weird colonial vibe, uh, as, as a friend on Facebook put it, that, and, and I caught that too, exemplified in the Galaxy's Fair. Uh, people from the core going out to uh, these other planets to say, look how great the Republic is. We are all the Republic. We are the Republic, as Lena Sow's great line and that is a wonderful beautiful aspirational idea there is something about the cath- catholicity of incorporating not or of, of incorporating diversity and distinction within a greater whole and we do see that for example we finally get wookie jedi we got it a bit in clone wars with a Wookiee youngling but we get a full-on Wookiee jedi we see it with the Jedi working at their various ways of connecting with the Force. We do see it a bit with the Republic, but it's a it's it's the Republic. It's a government. It it attends or it, it it's compelled to consolidation and centralization. And what that ends up happening then is, yes, contribute your distinctiveness, but. We really want your resources. And and I think in uh as one of the comics mentions, uh actually maybe I think in that planet where there is the uh the, the galaxy's fair, that the Republic really just wants that planet's resources and so this Jedi Padawan or newly minted Jedi Knight, I think this might be in uh one of the children's books, the young the young reader book. I'm trying to jog my memory, but uh the Republic just want so that that newly minted Jedi Knight has said, "Go and appeal to this people, so they'll join the Republic and uh, get you know get your resources, and we'll get bring the resources and add them to the Republic economy." If this were Star Trek, it would say, "Great, they're joining the Federation. That's awesome." But this is Star Wars. They are joining the the institution whose successor state is the Galactic Empire. <laughs> Again, this is a prequel to the Skywalker saga. This is showing how good intentions and good actions and good choices are complicated, are not as cut and dry. Politics is this complicated thing where self-interest is this tug, the dark side is this tug, and we are not fully free of it. We can do our best and respond in the moment. And I do see, especially the younger Jedi doing their best, but also the older Jedi doing their best to respond in the moment. I think Lena so Chancellor, she thinks she's doing this great work of unifying and bringing people together. And, and and again, there's, I think that a lot of good is going to come out of that. But again, what we see, uh, how many, how many centuries later, two centuries later, um, the the discontent of these outer planets of being ignored continually by the core and the issues of center and periphery economics that uh, that play that 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 rile up in every empire that even in Canada and the U S we do experience uh, that's what leads to the Clone War the separatists are both a band of uh, you know the the business interests who want to be free to make as much money as they want, and under the sway of the Sith apprentice and the Sith lord, they are also uh, uh, the Monteri and Monteris and and others who actually want to do well on for their planets, right? Uh, it, it, this post-colonial movement and. The reason I am confident that they will address these issues too, address issues of center and periphery, of of race and of language and of history and of consolidation versus diversity and unity, uniformity versus diversity. The reason I'm confident is because I think of who's actually writing these stories. Whenever I have a question, okay, how is this going to go, this whole High Republic thing? I think of who's writing these stories, and in this case, in, when it comes to addressing these issues, I'm not entirely thinking Charles Sewell, because I frankly have some questions about his politics. I wonder if I disagree with them a little bit, and that's fair. I still love his storytelling, and that is going to be an episode <laughs> uh, coming up about what is Charles Soule's ecclesiology and his politics, about unity and about America, and American unity, right and left, and um, that would be just me interpreting. It would be questions I would ask him, if uh, he didn't want me to go ahead and interpret his work for myself. And to his great credit, he does want us want people to actually do the work of interpreting for ourselves. Um, unlike some other off- authors who don't get that their art is about to about letting go and letting us engage it and. Make of it what we see. So, I mean, that's one of the things Charles Swell is great at. One of the things Claudia Gray, Daniel Jose Older, Justina Ireland, um, especially those three, and Kevin Scott, to some extent, but his story hasn't stories haven't focused on that much either. The the three, Justina Ireland, Daniel Jose Older, and and Claudia Gray, focusing on these social sociopolitical issues, focusing on questions of justice and of oppression, right? Claudia Gray, the one, you know, you can reach back a few months ago. She gave us Hala Azuka, right? This nonviolent uh, performance protest artist, true person, <laughs> and who is the real prophet uh, of Master and Apprentice novel. So i am confident they're actually going they're gonna go there and I'm excited to see them go there and I've already uh dove into light of the jedi again I have the the eight chapters that were released online and I know that's just a small fraction I also do have the audiobook just in case um but the audiobook is more for my mom to read because she prefers that medium and I prefer the hard copy um, teach their own of course uh, I'm already of course hooked on every world, word Charles Soul has read. I've read the first chapter now three times. I've read the second chapter now twice. It's new and fresh every time. And in a new light, given what we've been told, what we were told on Monday. So, those are my my quick thoughts. I know I kind of went fairly quickly in a bit of a shorter intro episode today. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, what's it called? I'm not going to number it. But, thought i'd hop on do i do want to try and think about what the best day is for me to sit down and record um but you know i'm looking forward to it i do want to get i do want to comment on discovery i do want to comment on wandavision coming up i'm really excited for that show maybe go back and talk about about luke at the end of the mandalorian that's a very interesting conversation that i think is still ongoing and one that people still don't quite understand. <laughs> so, um, things to talk about still a lot. Not still a lot of things to talk about, but you you can count this as a high republic podcast first and foremost. It used to be a prequelist podcast, and now I mean it still is. But that is going to be the main focus going forward. But I'm going to keep the Anakin theme, the full Anakin theme, as the outro. So that hasn't gone away. That is where it's going. Where this higher Republic journey is and is going is this this kid on this outer rim planet called Tatooine who uh, is born of the Force and of Shmi. So that's been this intro to Season 4 of For Christ's Sake Anakin. Please do like and subscribe and give me a follow on Twitter at Neug485 and you follow on Instagram at MNEUG1138 thanks for listening and may the force be with you always